0: Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the World Class Basics podcast. It's me, Tom Lowe, and once again, I'm joined by
1: Liam and Adam. Boys, how are we? I'm doing very well, mate. I'm doing very well. How are you?
2: We're back, baby. Two weeks out, we're back.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we're, 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 we had two weeks off because I complained that I was too busy. But to be honest, I just wanted some time in bed. Yeah, no way. Uh... <laughs> be <better> <laughs> <To defend. laughs> that cash money. No, um, we got a wicked topic today because it's about to happen for all of you, returning to the gym, um, and we're going to kind of talk on the training side and the nutrition side and a couple key things to try and set you up um, so you don't get injured as soon as you go back in, um, and you can kind of um, look after yourself as we transfer ourselves back into normality or some form of normality. Um, so let's do straight uh, straight in. Um, how to approach it on the training side? Should we go training side first, boys? What do you reckon?
1: Yeah, let's let's get into the training side straight away, mate. Um, I think everyone's itching. Everyone's itching, not they? Everyone's itching to get back oh. into the gym, and mm. you know, um, I'm gonna say, like, I'm I'm itching, but I'm a little bit nervous because you know, it's, <laughs> I haven't really done too much. And and one of the key points I think you know we'll go into is is look, you have to enjoy it. Like it's an exciting time, and you know, we want to be going in and crushing ourselves, but you've got to be careful with like you know avoiding what one of the key points i think is avoiding that what we would call avoiding load spike so not going in and just trying to max out which i'm hoping people you know i'm hoping the people that kind of program the gym owners and the, you know the pts and stuff and you know, they're all pretty switched on and if people follow that i think they'll be pretty good but if you're going in and crushing open gym and you know just doing squat cleans and snatches and you know, back squat, yeah, volume training, I think you need to maybe just avoid it a little bit. Do you know what?
0: I'll, I'll, I'll jump in on that because it's a tough one, right? And and the way I'm programming my clients now, especially a lot of them do have gyms in their homes. So I've been able to program them quite well. Um, I clearly haven't been giving them any kind of progressive overload because I would like to be there to monitor that. Um so it's just been, we've been on a, a very much a maintenance phase and whether it's just with bands, dumbbells or, or whatever they've got in their home, we're just trying to keep them healthy and active and, and mentally sane through this process, yeah. right? Now going back into the gym, you know, it's I'm I'm a very excitable guy. I, I would love just to go into wit when they open it up, put the music on full blast and start banging out PRs left, right and centre. And And it's going to be very hard not to... We're going to see people that we haven't seen in a very long time. Yeah. And it's, I Honestly, feel it's going to be so euphoric and and the and the buzz. But you've just got to remind yourself you have not picked up that weight in maybe twelve weeks or more. Um, mm. So you you have to really pull it back. Um, and and we've been coming up with a, a, a lot of theories and a, and a lot of good ideas of how to to manage your body um, as you transition back into this. Um, I think we talk about um, the concentric and eccentric movements um, yeah. Liam, of, of the first kind of two weeks. I think I think we, we've we discussed this in detail and I've actually put this into action with a lot of my clients. Um, yeah. And it's just it's a it's a safe way to to get them excited, get them back into the gym, get them lifting, but not can in their body where they're getting three or four day doms. Um, yeah. And that kind of repeats, repeats, repeats. And oh, I've got a muscle tear or
1: Oop, I'm injured. Well, yeah, that's it. I think Ad's got some stats on uh, on injury rates in the moment in in a minute, but you're absolutely right, bud. Like you know, I'm not saying that you know people should just go back in and do not hardly anything, but it's just getting that balance. And you mentioned, you know, one of the things that we uh, put into our a new program that we've just released onto our onto our online hub is like the return to gym program. But it's focusing on concentric movements at a higher weight than maybe more eccentric movements now. Concentric is when the muscle kind of shortens during the, the contraction and eccentric is when it lengthens through movement. Now, eccentric movements are ones that cause uh, a little bit more muscle damage. So at the home, we wouldn't have been doing too much eccentric movement at a higher volume, at a higher intensity, because we just don't have access to it. Now, let's say like you go back in and you want to squat and you want to maybe you know do squat cleans and whatever. But maybe, like you say, what we could do, advise people is to do that higher intensity and higher volume with more concentric movements such as power cleans or power snatches or gymnastics or you know like handstand push-ups or something like this where or, or push press for example where the eccentric movement is still there but it's minimized so instead of doing you know for example like i would be like instead of doing a squat clean um what we can going to do like instead of doing like a back squat and then doing a squat clean burpee workout you could be doing like okay well i'm going to do power cleans and muscle ups for example and you know do, do a sweaty workout to get your fitness up and you're still going to get fit but that first initial two weeks you're just going to minimize that eccentric component um, and slowly build that in um, which we, will then uh, allow you, you to train for the,
2: for the layman's out there myself included the, the the Idiot's Guide to Concentric and Eccentric, police. Hey, well,
0: well, well, he did. I thought I did. <laughs> he did. <laughs> he gave
2: examples, listen, but I'm know. talking about... I don't
1: know where you were. So,
2: he, he eccentric did. is did you where you curl, right? <laughs> where you shorten the muscle and eccentric is where you lengthen the muscle. Is that right? Did you say That's
1: that? That's exactly right, and I just said it about a minute ago. In those exact words. <laughs> <Anyway>, ladies <laughs> and uh, gentlemen, welcome Adam to the
0: podcast. He's just... Right, 20. Adam.
1: Right now <laughs> you're I haven't about.
2: been on the pod for two weeks. I've forgotten how to listen. <laughs> You asked my missus that.
0: You forgot oh, to yes, listen. You forgot to listen five
2: years ago, mate. You well, idiot.
0: Wait, when no. you edit it, and then you, and then we 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 chuck this out. Then then listen
1: to it. Don't edit that. Don't <laughs> I'll just edit out. that
2: out. Yeah, no yeah. one will know that I'm an idiot.
1: Right. <laughs> <But, laughs> so returning to, to returning to um, kind of the gym or play, like what, obviously injury rates is something that we want to avoid. Yes. Oh, yes. Injuries is something we want to avoid, and yeah. you know it's. It's actually pretty scary sometimes, isn't it? The amount we can lose quite quickly, but we can gain it pretty back back pretty quickly. Just to lay any fear. Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, as you know, as everyone knows now, the hundreds of thousands of listeners that tune in each week to listen to this podcast. That I, I do like a stat, the stat man himself. I'm a stat man. Um, looking at, I looked at some research in terms of how, because because I for me like if I'm training. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: i'm a snap man
2: <laughs> uh, beep, buh, 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 i even had a drink yet yeah, this week oh, it is God. monday
0: <laughs> sorry dude that got me That, that <laughs> is uh,
2: Tell us the science has shown the research has shown that even 10 days of sedentary um or being sedentary so lifting nothing doing no exercise which i'd imagine quite a lot of us would have probably had the first 10 days of lockdown you can lose up to 14% of um, leg strength. So 14% in a week. So as I said before, on previous pods, I find it fascinating how the body will just, is amazing. At, um, it's called deconditioning. So losing, it does take a long time for you to, to recondition. So from what what you guys were just saying, don't go back in the gym and try and think you can lift heavy because you've had a rest. It's just not going to happen. You're going to get injured. Sayonara. And then you'll be out for another 12 weeks. And it's something we'll talk about in the future in terms of how pressing is to be out of the gym or out of the football team or the rugby team when everyone else is playing you know it's going to be savage for you so um and, and in terms yeah. of well, the risk that you that you have you're eighty seven percent more likely to get injured on your first session back than you are on a regular session so you almost double twice as likely to get injured just by going back into the gym so you know i'm not a, a pt i'm not a physio i'm not a nutritionist but i can say just just take it easy have a bit of fun yeah. what I, I do find really good is that that a lot of the crossfit gyms are open now a lot of the pts are doing stuff in the park now and obviously that is just getting people moving so yeah but it's you know, it's,
1: an, it's, a, it's a segue isn't
2: it in yeah like, it's great you know I, mean, you, I lifted a 20 kilo dumbbell the other day i could barely lift it up
0: yeah well it. it's like and I just want the listeners to know: don't be scared to go back in the gym, and that, because that could, could sound scary. Oh my god, I could get injured on my first session. Look, you can get injured in everything you do. It's just be be smart about what you do, and and a real simple way to immediately counteract that is whatever. And a lot, you know, a lot of PTs, a lot of coaches program off one rep maxes, right? Um, and you'll do percentage work off your one rep max. What a, a little bit of advice I've been giving my clients, and I'm sure. Liam that's something that you guys have been advised as well is whatever your one rep max is go off 80 percent of that and program yourself off 80 percent um just for the first two three weeks because your body will not be ready um and and you just you won't just get in your head right now unless you have somehow been lifting you are not as strong as you were 12 weeks ago because you have not been doing the same stimulus so Retract it back, go off eighty percent for a couple of weeks, and guess what? Move well, really move yeah. well, focus on that form, focus on that technique and, mm. and 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 get to and just enjoy being back with the barbell or with the dumbbells or with your gymnastics and then, once you feel right, okay, to be honest, I'm not even getting sore from these sessions anymore, then start to pick it back up, okay, coach, or to speak to your p t can we now start our progressive overload um and let's get training again you know that's that's the the key way to take away
1: from that. Yeah, you're absolutely right, buddy. There to to give yourself that kind of um, two weeks and it, working off eighty percent that's gold. Like if you can follow some of these tips of maybe doing a little bit more concentric stuff, prepare your body by doing. Lower, still do eccentric movements, um, which add is where you lengthening through the, uh, the contracting. <laughs> um, we can summarize time. at the end as well. And, <laughs> uh, doing that at a lighter weight to prepare your body because one of the key mechanisms that happens when we get muscle soreness is a new stimulus or a novel stimulus or a return to training. So that's one of the key things that causes muscle soreness. Um, so if you're doing this, eccentric movements after a long layoff first time back you're just going to put yourself at risk and i mean i'm sure everyone's done it where they can't walk for four days and uh, the, no the, the there's a phenomenon called you know the repeated bout effect okay so that's where your body adapts your muscles adapt your tendons adapt um to the stimulus to the load and this takes maybe three four five sessions so if you do a week you know at working off for like say 80 percent like tom said you know managing it Uh, maybe taking an extra kind of rest day back into you know what you were doing before then your body will you know the repeated bout effect will kick in and you'll be absolutely flying that's a really uh, uh, that's a i think uh, something that people can use is if you were going back and you were doing like five you know tom you were in the what five six days a week yeah yeah so for example if i was doing that I, i would advise you to maybe go back in right can you pick three days that week yeah and maybe take an extra day in between that, and then the next week go to five, four or five sessions. And you know, by the third week, you're absolutely flying. Don't try and go back to everything that you were doing prior to lockdown. Um, and you know, and you should be absolutely fine. Like I said, just take it easy and,
2: and enjoy it. Yeah, because the risk of in- the risk of injury is going to be seriously high if you go back the first session, absolutely smash yourself. Go back the day or the day after that, and, and you can barely walk, and then you try and lift again the risk of injury then is even higher and like I just yeah. said you don't want to be getting injured at the moment because the the joy of going back is going to be really high and you don't want to have to miss out on on all of yeah. that yeah no, exactly so just just take it easy the first three other because you are you're going to be tearing your muscles like you've not torn them for you know over 100 days you have probably put any form of weight on your back or over 10 kilos and your muscles are going to tear seriously so even at 80 percent you're going to be tearing muscles you know then significantly so
0: and if you do feel sore, what well, what would yeah. be good is to have a nice protein shake weighed chocolate if I would <laughs> recommend one. Uh, which happens to be Liam's brand. <laughs> no, Liam's. Liam, Adam's brand. <laughs> Liam, how much
2: you make up this? <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> I, mean, not, I mean you paid me three pounds in uh, it's a hit referral fee for you over the last few <laughs> <yeah. eight>
2: months. <laughs> I've given him a lot of money. <laughs> just pay that copper coffee is a um, yeah. <laughs> i actually tried something different this week have you ever put um peanuts in a blender with your protein shake
0: yeah it's a disaster to, tr- uh, to clean after i just oh, what, what, you, what just blender go have you got? i've got uh like i don't even know what that is, is, is no my new nutri- boys my nutribullet broke and i broke three of them i don't know if i'm doing it wrong but it just burns out putting- man <laughs>
2: what are you putting in there <laughs>
0: uh like you know full grown cows and stuff but
2: no like <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't... a meat smoothie
0: <laughs> no like <laughs> <laughs> that's disgusting. no no but no no honestly no. my
2: like, full full peanuts just like a handful and it and with because obviously peanut and of the same with coffee as well peanut and chocolate just tastes unbelievable it's like a snickers because you can get peanut powder now which yeah. is D V fit it, yeah, there's loads of brands out there. Um, PB Fit being one of them, and it's only got I think 15% fat and over 50% protein, whereas a normal Ooh. peanut would have 80% fat, Liam, and maybe 20% protein. So having that in your blender is is unbelievable. So um, talking about shakes and nutrition post workout, Liam, what's nice the different? It's nice segue
0: What's
2: what are we supposed to be eating now? We go back. Is our diet supposed to be the same? You know, from, am I supposed to be having more protein, more calories? Mm. What's, what's up?
1: Um, I, th- I think that's a, a point that a lot of people think that they just need to massively increase their protein, especially when they're training. Um, you know, one of the things that people should be doing is keeping their protein relatively consistent, you know, across across training days, across rest days, because, you know, one of the things that maybe people don't know is that you can't store protein like so you need a constant supply like we bought our bodies can store carbohydrates uh in the, in the mm-hmm. form of liver muscle glycogen we can store body fat obviously um but we can't store protein so we need a consistent supply of it
2: and i was surprised when i first looked into sort of nutrition and more about like years ago and we get asked that a lot as well as yeah. people don't realize that and it's yeah. it's fine to not realize that but it's true you don't oh, you store it anywhere. Yeah. yeah
1: you don't you don't thought it so it is it's super important to keep it relatively consistent and your body's still repairing and regenerating even when we, even when you're resting but protein mm-hmm. has other you know other jobs effectively than just muscle building so it will help improve satiety and, and lots of other physiological functions but when we're going back into the gym obviously we want to be maximizing energy production we want to making sure that our recovery is on point. So you want to maybe increase your protein slightly from what you're doing now. But again, that should be across every day, across the week, across rest days. Um, so trying to make sure that it's consistent across the week, but also cristen- uh, consistent across each meal. So one of the ones there, you know, instead of a, a typical protein intake for a lot of people is relatively low in breakfast, medium at lunch, low in snacks and, and a big hit at dinner. Um, so it's kind of a skewed intake. Now, what we would encourage you to do, regardless of when you train in the morning or the evening, is to try and distribute that a little bit more evenly. That's just going to help with muscle protein synthesis, with the recovery. So that's the number one tip. I would definitely, you know, try to yeah. slightly bump up intake um, when you go back into the gym, because we're going to be breaking muscle tissue down and then distribute it across the day. So definitely mm. try try that one out. Yeah. Um, and so. uh, the what other about one. Hydration. So- yeah, I mean, hydration again. It's it's a it's a it's a world class basic. Um, it should be something that we do all the time. It's not just around our workouts. It should be something that's consistent because it can help with concentration levels and you know and managing hunger levels as well. So keep your hydration levels consistent. And it's going to be you know really hot and sweaty. You know now going into summer. So make sure that you do hydrate, especially around your workouts. If you are doing a really sweaty metcon or a hit class or a spin class or whatever. Uh, yeah make sure that you do increase it uh, you know to i think minimum people always ask me this minimum intake look maybe two and a half liters today a day maybe in the summer increase that to three 3.5 uh, and again try to distribute it across the day don't just you know glug two liters you know in the evening before bed um so that would be definitely something you want to keep going but a couple of things that maybe people haven't talk, haven't kind of meant, um thought about is to try and minimize faster training. Now, I don't want to open this up to a massive rabbit hole discussion about fasted no, it's training. Bad. But... It's bad. to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. By the way, guys, got...
0: the, thing, the longest I've gone fasted is about 36 minutes. I'm
1: so proud <laughs> of it, <isn't> it? as <laughs> well.
2: He's got an IV drip at night with just a weighed protein shake going into his blood. Yeah, we did, we did say it was three, <laughs> uh, three <laughs>
1: hours fast was in the intermittent fasting when we were talking about <laughs> um, But
2: Without <laughs> minimizing
1: fasted training, the reason I say that is because we are... At risk, like I say, we're we're going to be breaking our muscles down, causing more stress to the to the body. And um, if you minim- if you do faster training, like you say, it's it is about your overall intake and it's the most important thing. But if if you can supply your body with some protein and maybe some carbohydrates, depending on the intensity of the session, pre workout, you are going to just help with your recovery. Um, You are going to help to prevent muscle protein breakdown and you're potentially going to give yourself a little bit of energy um, because the intensity and the volume is going to be slightly higher potentially than you have been. So just for the first maybe week, two weeks, it's just a minimized fasted training. So if you're training your first thing in the morning, you might want to just get up and have a little kind of smoothie shake or, um, you know, have something liquid based or something fruit based, small snack. You know, we use dried fruits and and nuts a lot in the mornings, pre-workout or smoothie. Um, and then use that. And then what you'll find is that minimising training, again, you're just uh, just providing the body with a little bit more building blocks, um, which is going to help your recovery. So after that, then you can transition back to
2: whatever suits you. Um, Does it take a while to get back to, I mean, for myself, I'm probably eating 2,000 calories a day at the moment because so I'm not really training as much and I only weigh sort of 70 kilos. I think if, if, if you're used to eating 2,000 calories a day for 100 days plus – what's in it would what's the science behind not the science behind but is it you're going to struggle to i would probably struggle to eat two and a half three thousand yeah. calories if i went back to training tomorrow well so are you, are you saying ease yourself in because for me i know i struggle to eat enough food anyway um
1: you, is Linda there any McCartney science sausages. that you're what <laughs> you're just full of dust and <laughs> mushrooms <aren't
2: they? laughs> i don't I know about that. Commission. no
1: i was
0: gonna say i don't know about that i unless it's just me um you know you're going to get back into the gym and you're going to be burning substantially more calories right and your body will ask you you'll you'll it'll want to eat more it will want to absorb more nutrients um I, that's yeah. what i found when i when i i've obviously been able to be lucky enough to train now over the last kind of four weeks and goodness gracious me my appetite went through the roof i don't know liam if you want to support that um, no, but if you, if maybe the opposite
2: with... yeah, maybe the opposite was thinking that you want to eat too much food. Maybe.
1: Well, this is, this is is
2: perfect. In you're both
1: you're both correct. Like some people find that exercise suppresses their appetite. Some mm-hmm. people find that it that sends their appetite through the roof. Yeah. Um, what you what a, a real point. I think we're going to maybe talk about this on a, on a future podcast or uh, next week's is about nutrient timing and yeah. kind of pre and post workout and and what you should be eating and stuff, and maybe rest days. Because some people find that they go, oh, I, I need to eat a little more on training days, but actually exercise suppresses their appetite and they're not really that hungry when they're training. Mm. Um, so on rest days when they're maybe not training, they're, they're ravenous. They're, like, they're starving and their appetite goes through the roof. But
2: That's because me. That's definitely me. The
1: next day I'm so hungry. Yeah, because it's a rest day, mentally, or, or but people go, well, I'm, I'm not training this, so mm. I don't need to eat as much. So then they restrict their intake again. But this is where you need to look at the, the the average on the week, on the month, you know, and then, you know, add for you. If you exercise, suppress your appetite on a training day, then keep your rest day targets to a higher intake because it's mm-hmm. what you do on average that counts. You're still going to be repairing like, you know, your your muscles are still needing to regenerate. It doesn't just it's not just a switch that turns off after three hours or 45 minutes post workout. Like you're yeah. still going to be doing it. And then, Tom, yeah, you're absolutely right, mate. It can. Your output's higher. So the caloric yeah. output is higher. So the caloric requirement to maintain and progress is going to be higher. So you, you do need to, to match that. So, you know, something that definitely people will find. But, again, for people that do find that it suppresses it, maybe just increase it on a rest day and look at their average calories. And then for those that uh, find that, you know, they're just hungry, then, you know, you need to fuel for the work required. You need to eat a little bit more. I think a big
0: takeaway from that is, is, is you know, Everything we've just spoke about there—you you, you really—you can't just blag it, and you can't just go off how you feel. You do need to—you do need to have a look at your macros, and you do need to track a little bit. Um, otherwise, you are just guessing. Um, and we spoke about that kind of tracking before. You—you just—you need to get a food diary or or have some idea, some form of idea of how much you yeah. are eating in a day. Otherwise, mm. it's just pointless, guys.
1: I, and you have, I have to stress that too. you—you just—you just pissing in the wind. Um, you're you absolutely right because one of the points the Ad said is like, oh, I'm eating two thousand, and but he understands, he knows how much he's eating, and so he's going, should I increase it? And I'm like, yeah, increase, increase your calories when you go back. But what if you're eating three thousand calories? If you don't know, then yeah. mm-hmm. I'm telling you to increase it, but I don't know how yeah. much you're eating. And then Tom, I might be going, mate, you, you know, yeah, you definitely need to increase it. But you're smashing you know if you're following <laughs> jamie oliver's, How do uh, if you're following jamie oliver's
2: uh menus online you're putting about ten thousand calories worth of olive oil on the fucking plate <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. gonna drizzle some olive oil on for 20 minutes now it's actually a jamie oliver olive oil if you find it available in your local desk <laughs> but uh, but i was always surprised just i know it's complete tangent but i love to track stuff if it's you know i've said it before on the fitness trackers and i and i love putting stuff I'm a bit geeky like that um hence the facts but something like Fats and so olive oil I'm and a peanuts salt, and I'm, a, I'm a fat man. Um, now, is just be wary, like if you're going to be putting yeah. olive oil and stuff into it. Olive oil is so high in calories, and the recommended dose of like five mil is is less than like a bloody teaspoon. So if you are following Jamie Oliver or you know a Joe Wicks recipe where they're drizzling it on, you know it's going to have potentially two hundred calories in. doing do it yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just do well, that. don't yeah. do it don't do it if you're trying to cut calories if you're trying to increase calories a lot of our clients struggle when they're trying to put on muscle to to get to their calorie target like you know when you're above two and a half thousand three thousand calories a day it can be a little bit challenging so using stuff like olive oil and more kind of calorie dense food yeah. such as so like i've been putting the peanuts in nuts, the
2: in, the, in the there smoothie, you go
1: yeah. um but bear, the, for those, bear, that, bear, are, for those that are trying to cut calories use the one calorie sprays like the one cow sprays or the oh, ro- ro- roasted fruit yeah they're so good um those. and you often don't need as much oil as you know as you say but but yeah like, like you say managing and being aware of your caloric intake is a really good thing to do um maybe mm-hmm. track now uh, a couple of days before you go into the gym so you have an understanding of how much you're currently eating and then yeah. you know make make a smaller you know small adjustment if that's a pre-workout snack to try and minimize faster training to help you with the type of exercise and recovery um or let's like say just a, a slight bump in overall calories well hopefully that can maybe come from protein as well to make sure that you're getting that in and uh, and then you'll have a bit of awareness of where you're at so that'd be that'd be a cool mm. thing to do yeah. awesome so let's let's uh
0: let's wrap it up boys i think i think we've got that bang on um so let's this couple bullet points on the training side okay Don't go into the gym uh, and start trying to pull out some PBs. You're going to be excited, but you just need to be careful. Go off your 80% uh, off your one rep max in different lifts. Um, Follow a program, okay? Just enjoy being back. Enjoy seeing people um, and just enjoy that kind of, I am back in the gym and this is my sanctuary and it's back. Um, And then, like we said, focus on the concentric movements at a higher weight maybe in the first couple of weeks. Um, Keep the eccentric movements low. Um, lower um, for the first couple of weeks. And then once that kind of your body gets used to what's going on and, and you feel like, you know, I'm not even getting sore from these sessions. Right. It's time. Let's start that progressive overload. Um, that's the training side. Liam, give us a couple bullet points on that nutrition
1: side. Yeah. Make sure that you're, you're spacing your protein intake out over the week, over the day, uh, even on rest days. Uh, so trying to keep that relatively consistent. And uh, maybe take an extra couple of days rest, sorry, a training one, An extra day rest in between. So don't, don't try and kind of smash yourself back to what you were doing prior to that. Maybe minimise faster training, And you know, especially if it's a, if you looked at the workout and it's a really tough, you know, like tough grinder of a workout, a chipper, and maybe it's with movements that you haven't been doing too much in lockdown. Maybe minimise that faster training by having a small snack prior to the prior to the session. And then just look, just maybe a slight increase in overall calories, and that doesn't matter if it's on a training day or rest day. You know, distribute that and just to help with help with the uh, the adaptations in the first two weeks, and then you can transition back into a to a pretty normal. Awesome. And, and Adam, just
0: with that, so just we know <laughs> If you don't follow these kind of tips, guys, fair enough. Suit yourself. you just wasted 25 minutes of your time listening to this podcast. <laughs> uh, secondly, Adam, just let just remind the people, those stats that you read out. I think they're really interesting um, about the, the injuries.
2: So you're 80%, 87% more likely to get injured on your first session back. So okay. that's any session. That could be an intense run. That could be shutter runs in the park. It's anything, really. So just take it easy. I think for me, overall, sort of the, the bottom line is that, know exercise helps with motivation helps with headspace just get back in there and enjoy it don't worry about writing stuff down don't worry about tracking it just enjoy yourself maybe in a couple of weeks i think your point tom is is brilliant about when you when you've been working out for maybe a couple of weeks and you don't get doms as bad that for me is your body's you know receptors saying okay i'm ready to switch on a bit more now um so yeah i think get back in there enjoy it don't track it um and remember what concentric and eccentric is um at all times, <laughs>
0: um just just on that, do track your calories though. Always, we just massively contradict ourselves. Track calories, so you know what you're eating.
2: <laughs> just to sum up, though, we, we no, you know, track, your calories, not track your calories, not your food. exercise.
0: Yeah, track your exercise. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah that's, right that's I don't know if people got confused there. I was like, but don't track the exercise, but don't just go around eating burgers and stuff and saying you're on 2,000 calories a day. <laughs> <laughs> um so I, I think what's what's brilliant about this we've talked about it a little bit today the next pause we're going to talk about is nutrient timing um and i get asked this question all the time tom when should i have my protein shake tom what should i have for breakfast tom what about my pre-workout so liam we're gonna, we're gonna pick you apart on this one um and adam as well Come at me, from your from your athletes on this um so guys anything to do with nutrient timing how when what why um, what should I do? Nutrient timing. We're gonna hammer it next week, so please send in your emails. That should prompt me to tell you what our email is, and that's info at worldclassbasics.com, um, which I forget to say usually every time.
2: That's correct. Um, For the first time in six months. Message on Instagram. Yeah, right. <laughs> yes, Instagram. we're
0: we're on Instagram as well. World Class Basics Pod, guys. I must say as well. Remember, please. Once you, we're getting a lot of good feedback, some awesome feedback. But please share and like and 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 pass it around because without that we will not grow and at the moment we've only got I think like 1.5 million followers so it's not enough
2: yeah, it's not enough uh, yeah, it's- <laughs> <laughs> unless it's 10 million I'm not getting out of fucking uh, bed I- next week
0: <laughs> like, uh- <laughs> um, guys as always absolute pleasure um, and thank you for people nice. listening thank-, thank you for joining us again um, we're nearly we're nearly there we're nearly going to see each other uh, and we will get some guests on as well so we got a lot, mm. lot of fun lined up for you in the future We'd um, love
2: to have some guest requests as well, and we'll try ooh, and get them on. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, so no, We're not saying, talking like The Rock or something, but um, oh, no, let me drop lower the text. Key.
0: he said he was a bit busy, but I got you. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's it, guys. So tune in, um, and just um, and uh, thank you once again
2: for listening. Good night, or good evening, Talk or good everybody. morning. <laughs> love it, lads. Just guys and girls, take care, bye bye.